The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, thank you for joining us on this Monday as we begin our week. And uh, we're looking forward to a great week in God's will. And uh, so we're going to begin actually Proverbs chapter 19 this morning as we kind of get to the last 10, 11 chapters of the book of Proverbs. And I've enjoyed it. I've, I tell you, sometimes the only downside to studying uh, Proverbs, say, over Psalms. Psalms is often very encouraging in almost all of it. I tell you, it's just always encouraging and lifting up. And Proverbs sometimes steps on my toes a little more than I want it to. Wisdom is good, and we need wisdom, but often we realize how much we're not using it. And that's really where I found myself as we've studied Proverbs, as we dig down deep. Reading it's one thing. Studying it for me has just really opened my eyes to me, opened my eyes to so many things. And so I hope, I hope it's been an encouragement to you as much as a help as it has been to me. And the truth of the Word of God is always that, for me, especially an encouragement. But we're going to be in Proverbs 19. And uh, so as we've done before, uh, I'm going to look at five verses. And five of them, and we're going to implement them under really one, one similar application. Um, and we're going to look at this premise. And again, as we mentioned Friday, one of the things we mentioned about Proverbs is the, one, some of the verses you're going to look at are just true. These are just truths about mankind, which is very much the fact today. Now, the key, I would say, is I hope that as much as we know that what we're going to look at today is true about man, and it absolutely is, as much as we know that, um, unfortunately, you've probably met people like this, you've probably experienced this yourself, the question comes down, is this me? So I really have to figure to myself, is this me? If it is, I need to get it right. And I don't want to be this. You'll understand where I'm going within just a second. So Proverbs 19, I'm going to read verses 1, 4, 6, and 7. So uh, Proverbs 19, verse 1, the Bible says, Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Uh, Verse number 4 says this, Wealth maketh many friends. But the poor is separated from his neighbor. Verse number six, many will entreat the favor of the prince, and every man is a friend to him that giveth gifts. Verse seven, all the brethren of the poor do hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? Now, what we're going to look at here is it really comes down to, uh, can I say the heart of friendship? And we finished Friday with the talks about he that hath friends must show himself friendly. And it really comes down to the premise, you know, if I want to have friendship, it's, I, it's the next step's on me. I need to step out and be that friend, be that kind person and, and create those friendships. But uh, we're going to look at the idea of the negative side of friendship. That some people want friendships and abuse friendships simply for what they can get from it. Now, it's not just friendships. This works in every relationship. And inevitably, in some parts of life, you've had somebody who has been a family member, a person in church, um, somebody you've had that is a... Um, uh, someone that's tried to create a relationship with you simply for the purpose of what they can get from it. And we should give, but you know in any relationship, if all you do is give and there's no return, at some point you're going to be sucked dry of anything you can give, and it's frustrating, it's discouraging. So what I'm encouraging you to do is to evaluate through this what I hear today, how much of it is true of the people that I consider friends. I'm not saying ditch their friends, I say maybe bring some newer people in, find people who bring encouragement into your life. Then I would also say that, is this me? 
If it's not, if I, if I find, well, so I would say, if I find this to be true about me, then maybe I need to reevaluate. I need that. I need that encouragement help. We talked about that the other day. And when my spirit's weak, I need that. But am I offering that as well? So let's evaluate these four verses, beginning in verse number one. Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Now, obviously, he's interesting. He's not talking about the perverse as wealthy. He's just saying, I'd rather be poor and be known as a man of integrity than, uh, to, be per- than to be perverse and to be a fool. Uh, wealth and money and all these things don't, don't exceed money. Don't exceed, I'm sorry, don't exceed integrity truth and integrity. And later we'll talk about, in the next three verses, we'll see how integrity goes weak in this area. But So he goes, I, he goes it's better for me that I were poor, had no money, and had, had just limited resources in life, but I was known to be a man of integrity than to be perverse in my lips and a fool, than to be a liar, than to be a deceiver, and all these things. It's better. Hey, just be poor. And he's just simply saying this, your integrity is more important than anything else this world can offer. You might have nice things, you can have finances, you can have friends, you can be well-known, popular, whatever positions, whatever it is. But if you obtained any of that in in an area of uh, perverseness and foolishness and you were not honest in it, it's not worth it. It's empty. If you had to lie your way to the top or do all these different things and and create a friendship based upon ripping other people or creating a friendship off of of negativity, it's not good. It's a foolishness. That's what the Bible clearly states on it. And he goes, it's better to have none of that but to be a person of integrity. And so we, it's such a great truth. It simply comes down to this. Am I as concerned about the integrity before God and my testimony before man than I am about anything else this world can offer? Because that is, according to this verse, the most important thing. Verse number four. Wealth maketh many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. You know, friendship is often more about what we can get than what we can give from that passage. Wealth maketh many friends. Remember the story of the prodigal son? He, and again, it was a parable, but the, it, the, the premise is very true. God, God used Jesus in the story, used very practical, relative um, ideas. And it's true, we've seen it today. So the, the prodigal son is handed the half of his wealth. And remember, that means the owner or the father would have had to sell and liquidate much of his stuff to hand him the, the finances, and he does. And he goes into a city, and he, and he goes out and basically lives a riotous life. And, uh, that, and think about riotous life, the partying life and everything that comes with it. Yes, he probably did that. So, but while he's there, man, he was popular. He's throwing money around, and he's throwing parties, and he's giving gifts, and, which means he had friends, and he had probably politicians in his pocket, and I'm sure he had girlfriends, and he had all the things that you'd want. As far as the world was concerned, man, he had everything. But what happened when a famine came and he ran out of money? What happened? He found himself in a pigsty with no friends because they weren't friends. They were people who were enjoying the lifestyle they could get from him, but they weren't friends. And that's what this verse is saying. If you, your wealth, if used poorly, can make a lot of friends. You know, if someone wins a lottery, people that, that come out of the, out of the closet you know, or out of the cra- cracks or the corners anywhere, they come out of places you would never know. Why? Because you got money now. Wealth will make many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. It simply comes down to those who are not real friends, are not, are those who are only looking for what they get from it are not going to be there in times of struggle. A true friend will, as we, as we read, as we talked about the other day. 
but not, 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 not those kind of friends. Don't, be careful not to let those kind of people be the ones that surround you because here's an example of it. This has nothing to do with wealth, but the practical is true. A true friend is going to encourage you. Now, I'd say a godly friend. They're going to edify you in Jesus. They're going to encourage you when you're wrong, when you need some help to be right. They're going to point you to God. They're going to help you. You are going to grow in your walk with God by being around them. And if you don't, and you're pulled down by them, then you don't want to be around them. Remember, the Bible says, can two walk together except they be agreed? If you're around somebody who's pulling you down, they're going to continue to pull you down, and then you will ultimately become them. It's just the way it is. I'm going to make them better. Sometimes you can, but a good friend's going to do that by being honest with them, faithful of the wounds of a friend. That's the only way I can do what we're talking about there. Are we doing that? And here's a thought. If your friends are criticizing somebody to you, Ultimately, they will criticize you to someone else. It's a character trait. Just like this person will not be around when you don't have money. That person's not around if you're not going to feed the character struggle. And if you're going to stand for right, sometimes you're going to have to say no to that. This is the idea of the associations. It's the same idea with wealth. Let's go down to verse 6. I think that's where I was at. Verse uh, 6. Many will entreat the favor of the prince, and every man is a friend to him that give of gift. These people will be friends of people who they think will give them influence, will help them. And influenced by the prince or someone who gives a gift. Again, what can I get from this friendship? How can I use this friendship to better my position or to, to get at somebody? Things That's the premise. These associates are not going to help you in God. They're going to pull you down. They may seem like it. They're going to have the right words, but are they drawing you closer to God or are they pulling you down? Um, in the midst of verse 5, I wasn't going to look at it, but it's a great point. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. Ultimately, those people are going to find the punishment of God. You don't want to be around them. Find people who draw you to God. And no, no one's perfect, by the way. And if you're looking for one flaw, you're going to find it. But don't find somebody who, in their negativity or just, just their criticism of others, pulling you down because that is what's going to be. They're going to pull you down. Uh, let's go down to, uh, I think, verse 7, I think, uh, verse 6, I'm sorry, the principle I say, we love those who can get us somewhere. That is the wrong type of personality. It's the wrong type of friend. Don't be that person. You know, love people no matter what they can do for you. What do they make you look at? Let me get a simple practical point. Remember in James, where, where James was really ripping people, if you want to look at it as a social differences. The wealthy people come in, they have influence, they have wealth. <gasps> sit here in the right place, right in the middle, right in front of the speaker. So a poor person walks in, I'll oh, sit back there into my footstool, go back to where the servants get, ah, go to where you're not seen. That's not how church should be. When you walk to the doors of the church, whether you make three, four hundred thousand dollars a year, a million dollars a year, whether you're on welfare, you are equal at the foot of the cross. And that's what we should see. And everybody's got places they can grow on either end of that spectrum in the Word of God. But I don't come in and say, I'm better than that person because of this, or, oh, that person's too high and mighty for me. None of that's right. Or we should have communion and friendship, and the church should bring that together. And here's what he's saying. Listen, our, our associations, our friendships, who I will associate with should not have to do with their income, their personality, or those things. It should come down to their character. It should come down to whether they're, they're, they're helping me, encouraging me. Now, in some occasions, I'll be the friend of them to help encourage them, and I'm not going to maybe be influenced by them. I can influence them. But I should never look down on someone because of that, and that's really that what we look at. Let's go down to um, verse 7. All the brethren of the poor do hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? Isn't that a sad truth? 
The brethren and friends of a poor person want nothing to do with them. And again, all of these under the same application of what can I get from these things? What can I pull from this? How can this be a help to me? I'm telling you, I look at these things and they're sad. And my guess is, I know for me, this is, I, I've had people in my life like this. I, want, I, I look back over my life as an adult and I ask myself, have I been this? Have I allowed myself to align with people and to try to create friendships with people solely for the purpose of how they can help me? In my field of work and in, in, the, in the ministry, there's a, lot, you know, there's a lot of politics in it. And some people will align themselves with this person, this person, so they can get well-known in a national field and they can preach at conferences and things like that. And I've seen it. And honestly, I'm not saying everyone who does that is wrong, but I watch people who try to manipulate it. It's frustrating. To me, I just want to serve God. And honestly, it's where it's at. And I understand the need. But I've had to learn, I also have to understand the need of needing friends in the ministry. There's a balance in there. I need those friends. I need those encouragements, as we've talked about, to help encourage and lift up the spirit. It's so necessary. So be that person that is an encourager. Uh, you know, when you find somebody, yeah, you want something from them, but give to them. Give to them and build them up. And some people are only going to be those who take. Well, give what you can, and then find someone else who can give back both ways. We talked about the other day, we talked a whole day on associations and friendships, and we talked about the idea of there are different levels of friendships. There's associates, you know, there's friends, good friends, best friends, things of that nature. Some of them are just going to be people you associate with because you're here at church, but you're still going to do that in Christ. You're going to love them in Christ. Some are going to be closer friends. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. It's the way it's designed. It's going to be based upon so many different things. That's okay, as long as we, I have my best friends and everyone else, eh, I don't want, that's, that's just not the way God intended it to be. I mean, we love people. Remember, Jesus got on his knees and, and washed the feet of his disciples. He didn't see himself better than anybody, and he was the King of kings and Lord of lords. He created these men, and yet he got on his knees and he washed their feet. May that be the type of spirit we have. How can I help you and serve you? That is, the, that is a biblical point of view. That is a godly point of view. And if you want to be like Christ, it has to be part of what you do. A servant-hearted one who loves others. I hope we do that. And I hope that's what we want. And I hope we do that as well. We want to be around people who encourage us and be someone who encourages others.